after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people write terrible dialogue like this. What do you guys want to listen to? Oh, hip-hop, reggaeton. No, EDM. EDM. Yeah. What about bubble trance? My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. You are under the weather, my friend. I am. I'm sorry if I seem spacey or if I sound weird or if I completely pass out. I'm not feeling great today. How about we keep it nice and short today? Sounds good. And we try to um, have you do as little heavy lifting as possible. Well, so far, so good, because you did all the show prep. Thank you. This is a problem for the listeners, though. They show up for you and they put up with me and I'm not joking about that or just saying uh, <laughs> something nice. As a matter of fact, my one complaint about last week's show was that I did too much talking, but we do have another fun topic uh, dialed up for today. Uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to call the show, but on the notepad we are using to, to take our notes, we called it you mean our official TV notepad that we leave, in the, <laughs> exactly. leave on the coffee table? Right. What did we, now I'm blanking, we call it why you make me hate you? Why you make me hate you? We are talking about commercials that turn actors you like into actors you can't stand anymore. Yeah. I believe it's officially called the middle ditch effect. Oh. I think that's what oh. Poor Thomas. And it begins. Poor Thomas, who probably has like eight beach houses because of his horizon <laughs> I know, ads. I know. Anyway, uh, he, he is the godfather of this topic as far as I can tell. But um, we will talk about some others. Some real heartbreakers. People I love. Yeah. People. A lot of the people we're going to talk about today have a lot of credit with me. So mm-hmm. it's not that they're in negative territory, but they're chipping away at it. Yes. Uh, we also have some commercials in the news. I don't think you know about this one, but uh, listener sent us a, a headline that I think is definitely worth getting into about Chevrolet officially getting called out on the carpet over those uh, one of the annoying ads they do with the uh, round table of people, the, the real people, not actors ads. Um, and we'll uh, dip into the ad council bag. Got some more suggestions for taglines for our show. Don't nice. forget we're giving away a, a book uh, to whoever comes up with the best tagline for our podcast. And also we have some jingles uh, that people sang for us when they called in. So all of that is coming up, but let's begin at the beginning, why you make me hate you? I used to love you, but I don't no more. I used to want you, but I want no more. You've done me wrong, and now I'm showing you the door. I used to love you, but I don't anymore. I know what you're thinking, babe. You're thinking, is that? Ben Steneker? <laughs> I was actually thinking this was a missed opportunity for I used to love her, but I had to kill her. <laughs> oh, that, well, that would be a little harsh, well, I think. It's it's gestural. Uh, um, by the way, Ben Steneker, most people probably know this, but uh, to confirm, yes, he is officially the godfather of Dutch country music. <laughs> that is something that I learned today online. Is that country music in 
in Holland? I guess so. I guess they make music based on American country music. Interesting. And they call it Dutch country music. And All he right. is considered the godfather. He's still alive. Born in 1935, if memory serves. Wow. Um, all right. Let's talk about the middle ditch in the room here. Of course, we were alluding to it before. We're talking about these Verizon commercials. We've talked about them a lot on the show before, so maybe I don't have to set them all up but it's uh thomas middleditch most famously from uh silicon valley the hbo show which we used to love yeah the show all over now the show kind of i i sort of ran out of energy for that show because it was so cyclical like they were up they were down they were up they were down Mm -hmm. but i i got a lot of laughs out of it i like a lot of the actors who are part of it mm-hmm. uh, including thomas middleton he was one of my favorite uh, characters you know and you love him on comedy bang bang uh he when he plays his characters on comedy bang bang i love him and matter of fact in character one time he was ad-libbing and he made a joke about how he worries that these uh, commercials might ruin his friend thomas middleditch's uh, brand, <laughs> brand yeah. and reputation but for right now he uh is cranking these Verizon commercials out, and I'm sure he's being paid handsomely for them. In them, he just plays like a really annoying, I guess, friendly guy. But a Budinsky, and it's never his friends. It's always somebody else having... It started with him making an announcement in front of a big Verizon sign, like a three-dimensional Verizon sign, and he kept dropping the mic. He would say something that Verizon offers, and he would drop the mic. Yeah, these were bad from jump. Yes, then he'd pick up the mic and remember another thing, but he says it in this very nebbishy kind of way. Right, which is his shtick. Yeah, and now he goes around harassing people. He shows up at weddings when, you're, when your camera isn't taking a photo fast enough, or I guess your upload speed isn't fast enough to right. take a photo. Is that it? Why wait? Upload speed isn't fast enough to take a photo. You nailed it. <laughs> what That's is right. That, that engineering that degree I don't really even, came in handy I mean, today. It, it must have something to do with connectivity, but I know it's about taking photos at a wedding, too. So. Yeah, I think it was like up sharing them with people who weren't there or something. Yeah. Um, he ruins surprise parties for people by trying to help them with technology. Then there's this one. This guy, his name is, he'll say his name in it, um, Garrett, or, or uh, I can't remember. Uh, but he's been in three of these now. He's just minding his own business and then middle ditch will just pop up and start saying yeah what's the best thing about getting something for free this guy has a real like look that's popular right now the guy he's talking to he's bearded with glasses and sort of like dad bod Mm -hmm. and i was so sure that this actor was somebody from the good place but no there's just Uh, like a million guys who look like this right now yes and i actually have a theory about him that while in this commercial, I think he is more likable than Middleditch. He's n- he might not be, and I almost wondered <laughs> if they are they now pairing someone. him up, like with Middleditch, up with somebody who's more annoying. You know, that's my theory about the girl that they paired with Paul for AT and T. Or right. no, who's who's Paul with now? Yeah, Paul. Well, is he was with Verizon, so now he's with AT and T, and um, he's the like he's like the you know he switched sides or whatever. And I have a. This is my conspiracy theory. This is my hot take that they paired him with that young intern character mm-hmm. um, who is just sort of unwatchable because they're trying to prop up his uh, likability factor. And then they brought in that robot. Then they brought in the robots. And honestly, the robots are kind of killing it. You think so? I'm pro. I'm t- maybe because I don't like the human spokespeople, but the robots are doing it for me. Really? I yeah. don't like the robots either. Fire the humans. I, I just wonder if it's just like the... 
you know, the, the what is it? The you get the aardvark to get rid of the ants, but then what do you do about all the aardvarks? Right, exactly. There was <laughs> no woman who swallowed a fly. Right, yeah. Anyway, let's play this Verizon commercial. Still in rotation, been playing for a while, and he's bugging this guy. This guy is just out. It looks like he's a professional dog walker, uh, which, you know, a guy his age, probably things aren't going great for him if he's a professional dog walker in the middle of the day. This is not to judge, but yeah. Not to judge, but you know. And then Thomas Middleditch comes darting across the park to correct <laughs> this guy. Hey, Daryl. Daryl. Hey. hey, how much would you pay for something you don't want? Nothing. Is this a test? No. Question two. Do you like getting stuff you like for free? Yes, this feels like a test. It's not. It's just why Verizon lets everyone in your family get the unlimited plan they need without paying for stuff they don't. And why Verizon gets you six months of free Apple Music. Did I pass? Not a test. But yeah, you pass. <laughs> the music you want. See, they're kind of the all unlikable there. I guess the dogs were okay, but they play a small role in it. Yeah, they don't give no not enough screen time for the dogs. Yeah, I don't understand this. It's such an irritating um, exchange. Mm-hmm. And that's my primary experience of all this whole campaign that he's done is irritation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just baffling to me why this is the direction they're going. Um, how about this one where there's a family? Out, oh, I, I played a little clip of this at the beginning. A family's out at picnic and somebody says, hey, what kind of music should we listen to? And this is the most, I mean, this isn't even Middle Ditch's fault. It's yeah, just like, this is the writing. The writing. Somebody says, ooh, hip hop. We played at the top, but I don't know if you could tell what was going on. What kind of music you want to listen to? And then everybody's got a different opinion. I want to listen to hip hop. I want to listen to EDM. I want to listen to. Yeah, because a lot of families do listen to EDM at a family picnic. Right. And then reggae and. And then, um, and then Middle Ditch saunters up dancing, saying that he wants to listen to Bubble Trance. What do you guys want to listen to? Oh, hip hop, reggaeton, no, EDM. EDM. What about Bubble Trance? Bubble what? Bubble Trance. It's a thing. Oh. My point is, everyone's got different tastes. That's why Verizon lets you mix and match your family unlimited plans so everyone gets the plan they want without paying for things they don't. And right now, the whole family can get six months of free Apple Music on Verizon. Oh. So let's play that reggaeton. Old school reggaeton. Not the new stuff. Get 45. Uh, yeah. It's just, it feels like, you know, ah, <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's having an episode. Andrew's going into a fugue state. There's so much wrong with this, but also just like, listen, I don't listen to EDM, but I just don't know, no matter how young and hip and into EDM you are, when somebody says, hey, what should we listen to? Nobody has ever said EDM. Not in this you context. Would, you would say like, you would say the name of a musician yes, or this- a duo or whatever. You wouldn't say, "I, hey, hey, Genevieve. Will you put on some EDM yes. for me, please? Yes. Thank you. It is Joe. It is the Joe Perry effect, <laughs> which is from that movie, uh, the sequel to Get Shorty, where someone says, "It's well, someone's name, Steven Tyler, says, hey, Joe Perry asks about you all the time.'" You he just, you just calls say, him Joe. Joe. <laughs> I always, I like but it's say, so that the audience hey, the gu- knows what's happening. Guitarist Joe Perry asks about you all the time. Yes, and it, it's exactly the same problem here, which is they're trying to communicate something to the audience so they don't write for the people in the scene. Right. Uh, by the way, when I was looking for some of these commercials, and I didn't seek this out, I did end up on a... I saw the headline, Stop Those Verizon Commercials with Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, it's a change.org petition. <laughs> 
started by Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> the petition had 930 supporters. Did you sign? Uh, no, it's closed now. Uh, it was, um, looks like it was uh, started two years ago. Um, America is sick and tired of having to see the ads with Thomas Middleditch of Silicon Valley fame dropping microphones. We've seen them on TV. We've seen them on streaming services. We've screamed out in pain when we can't skip them on YouTube. We've also had to suffer through Sprint's response commercial. I don't know about that one. Do you know Sprint has a response commercial? They must, but I don't know which one it is. Enough is enough. Don't make us suffer any longer. It's going to make us... Oh, I think Sprint is who Paul works for now. Oh, okay. It says it's going to make us have a bitter feeling while watching Mr. Middleditch in the last season of Silicon Valley, or latest season. Um, I will say that that's a little cheap. Like I'm sure I can find any commercial campaign that's had a little bit of traction that irritates somebody and somebody has probably made it change.org petition because we are using our modern conveniences for great things exactly this next one kills me though this is this next one the middle this ditch one, one really i don't yeah up. the middle ditch one like i hate them i hate him but it doesn't it doesn't bother me to not like thomas middle ditch that much sure you know yeah uh, he was funny but okay if i have to say i don't like him anymore then yeah. i don't but if he doesn't make it onto the spaceship <laughs> right, right. I just saw this preview for this Netflix movie where everybody has to leave Earth, so Ooh, that's kind of where my head is. Sounds good. Is it out yet? Yeah. It's called Io. Everybody goes to live on a oh, yeah. Jupiter moon. I watched that. Uh, well, we love Will Arnett oh, in this yes. house. Even though he did divorce Amy Poehler. But who knows what goes on in people's private lives. That's true. Can't hold that totally against him, I assume. Um, takes yeah, we're, two, we're our, takes we're our two to tango. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, Job Bluth from Arrested Development. And uh, he played Job on Arrested Development. Well, he was great on 30 Rock. Of course. 30 Rock, right? Um I uh, have been hearing him do these commercials for Reese's. And he's uh, done like, a lot of ads before that we have liked or commented really? on. I mean, I, I think we... Pl- I did a voice quiz for you once where he was uh, the guy, uh, and it wasn't Reese's. Well, these are for Reese's, both cups and pieces, but mostly Reese's peanut butter cups. And these are shorties. They're 15 seconds long. You would think that that wouldn't drive me too crazy you don't you never see him you just see close-ups of the candy usually in this case it's like a real close-up of the candy and it's supposed to make you really hungry while you hear this does this make you want a Reese's how about this okay we'll stop just kidding we're not gonna stop not sorry Reese's I hate not sorry so much. That's what I think. I think it could be me doing these commercials and you would hate it because you hate not sorry so much. I do. I hate sorry, not sorry. When people put that, sometimes listeners will put that in the email. Hey, uh, also, uh, humble brag about this. Sorry, not sorry. Or like, I, I just hate that phrase so yeah. much. Or something, I think it carries a lot of baggage for me. I think it has a... Um, just a me first kind of attitude. Yeah, and that's your it's least just, favorite. Yeah, and also it's just it's just dumb. I, anyway, I hate it's the phrase played. not sorry. Uh, and there's something so smug about it. I mean, you can't say that without sounding smug, no, I mean, even if it's faux smugness. Right. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to unpack sometimes all the layers of irony, but it's by definition a smug thing to say. Uh, and uh, and when he says it in this Will Arnett, he just says it in the smuggiest way. Here's another one. I mean, you're going for that with him because because so many of his characters have been smug, like sort of 
uh, unearned smuggler guys. But you in know? this case, you don't. Yeah, you're right. I guess I didn't make that connection. But like the joke is he has nothing to be smug about when he's Joe because he's an idiot and everybody's making fun of him. Right. So then his smugness is funny. But in these commercials, he we don't know that the narrator is a Joe Joe Blue, I never, I never added that to it. I I just thought he's a smug guy. I think they're playing off whether whether they succeed. I guess is up for debate. The music has a very um, Arrested Development quality to it. Like, you know, that's the kind of music that they would play for laughs Mm. in like in like a a romantic scene with Lucille Two or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they're definitely. I think they hired him knowing that he brings the Joe baggage with oh. him and it's intentional. Now, clearly it doesn't work for you and you hate the sorry, not sorry construction. And I agree it's not my favorite, but this doesn't like set me off the way it sets mm. you off. This sets you off, though, the actual product they're selling in this one, yeah, right? This disgusting. Is, and I love Reese's uh, cups. These are Reese's cups that have uh, Reese's pieces inside of them. Pieces or cups? Pieces or cups? Pieces or cups? Pieces in cups! Man, we're killing it over here, huh? Not sorry. Reese's. Feels like Not Sorry is so tired, and the fact that that they've made that their tagline for this campaign just feels so grandma-y. You're absolutely right. I think often, by the time any kind of a No shade to actual grandmas, obviously. Uh, But like... Anytime a catchphrase or, you know, a piece of slang for the culture rises to the point where you're talking about it in a boardroom, mm-hmm. by the time you get into production and that yeah. thing is done, like, it's already passed. You're done. It's, things are moving too quickly. Don't, you, you, don't jump on those trains. Create your own thing. Yes. You have to. I mean, say what you want about Dilly Dilly. They invented exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but everyone knows what that means. I'm laughing because I started to really do that, but then <laughs> I did it on uh, TVTL one time, and then somebody isolated it. So when, Luke, <laughs> when Luke wants to really get me, he plays this clip of me saying, what's up, in oh like a God. real big way. Yikes. Um, so as I was about to do it here again, I'm like, why add more fuel to that fire? <laughs> this is interesting, That's why you though. kind of trailed off. <laughs> yes. There was a uh, an article about this campaign. Apparently, it was paying off for them as far as they, they really um, it's pretty memorable. saturated the market with these. They're 15 seconds, so they're kind of and, and the visuals, out. I think. I mean, Reese's has done an amazing job with their color branding, with that orange mm-hmm. and the brown. Yes. And they haven't messed with it in the years. They that, haven't, that font. Yeah, the font is really um, instantly just evocative. And I think showing the inside of those candies, not with the Reese's pieces in them, because that looks disgusting. Like, who wants like a hard? Who wants to bite into like a hard thing in the middle of a Reese's cup? Not me. I mean. I probably wouldn't choose that one, but I can think of desserts I would like a lot less, like anything that has Butterfinger in it. You don't like Butterfinger? No. Wow, you know, we can still surprise each other. <laughs> I really the, didn't know that. That's the, the real orangey, yeah. crunchy stuff. Which they, also, Ugh, they describe so as peanut butter, although Ooh. I think the jury's still out on that. Peanut brittle or peanut they butter? They describe it as peanut butter. Really? Well, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, like I think they've done such a nice job with their branding. And I think these commercials are visually pretty stimulating. And like you said, they're very short. Um, I think you are having a kind of a unique reaction to to the writing. Yeah. Although I, mean, I agree with you that like anything that like that, like it, like some kind of like 
cutesy tagline that relies on modern slang. Things change so quickly and mm-hmm. the language changes so fast right now that you can't you can't count on that being kind of current by the time you get your campaign out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was reading this article about this campaign, this apparently successful campaign. Uh, they were kind of measuring that based on polls that talked about like I don't know, top-of-mindedness around Halloween for candy. And these were paying off. But I didn't know this. Again, this is from MediaPost.com. The campaign hashtag not sorry tweaks the sorry I was eating a Milky Way campaign from competitor Mars. Oh, interesting. Remember those? Yes. We never we never got those either. We didn't like we them. We did right? not like them either. It seemed to position the candy in such an unpleasant way. It was like rude people, like somebody's getting a tattoo and they look down and it's being totally messed up by the tattoo artist and the tattoo artist is just like, sorry, I was eating a Milky yeah, Way. Yeah, it's a bunch of people like effing S up mm-hmm. and because they were distracted. Can I say that this is way off topic, but there's a new campaign out right now that's, what's it for? Uh, when something's just, you want something that's not just okay, you want something that's the best. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is ringing a very vague Somebody, bell. It's another one where they go, one of them's a tattoo parlor, and he goes and yeah. he says, oh, um, I'm one of the tattoo artists in the state. Yeah, but it's good, But right? it's great because it positions the dreadful alternative as just okay versus the product that they're promoting Yes, is like the the, you know, high watermark or whatever. Right, right, right. Was it... Um, oh, AT&T. 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 Can I play this? This yeah. is a really good commercial, I think. Um, I can't remember. This, this is, is good a, writing. This is a montage of a bunch of people in this situation or does this all take place in the tattoo parlor? I think this remember? one's... I think they're, each one's a vignette and it's separate, so this will yeah. just be tattoo. And this is... Talk about good writing. This is great writing in a commercial. Because it, it says on the screen, just okay is not enough. So that's the whole thesis here. Just okay is not enough. First tattoo? Yeah. Relax, amigo. It's going to look okay. Only okay? No worries, boss. I'm one of the tattoo artists in the city. <laughs> you mean one of the best tattoo artists in the city, right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, aren't you supposed to draw it first? Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it comes to your network. I also love AT&T the woman is America's best who does yeah. that voice. I thought she was somebody famous, but I looked it up and I had never heard of her before. A lot of people think she's Leslie Jones. She's yeah, not. Right. Um, yeah. But she's she's been great, and I think she's really made uh, an impression with this, because she, she's done a ton of commercials for AT&T, yeah. and like all their services. Yeah, very recognizable voice now. Um, okay, this next one is tough for me, because again, it's somebody whom I uh, respect a lot and just delights me when she's in movies even though i did not watch the pitch perfect movies um i've seen her in other things and i love her and i'm talking about anna kendrick here what was that last movie we saw her in i said it was like gone girl uh, but the funny. favor or simple favor yeah a, a sim- simple favor I think it was a maybe. simple favor it's uh, a great movie if you haven't seen it it's a really good satire of like kind of the gone girl yeah, genre of movie it's so great but she's in these hilton commercials now this one i don't hate as much as the other two we've talked about but these are they're rough. piling up though and they're mm-hmm. they're in aggregate they're pretty unpleasant the very first one she's just kind of walking through various hiltons talking to someone you know that usual television commercial trope where you're explaining the benefits of using an app or whatever and she's a little bit smug in that one and then it ends at the the very end somebody asks her something silly like how did you know all that are you magic and she's like uh no it's just the app and she's kind of playing a character in that moment like she's kind of playing an annoying person but she just kind of comes off as an annoying character. Yeah, and again, I'm going to, you know, she probably is best known for the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, and 
her character in that is very like over it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of her character trait. And I think they're leaning into that a little bit here. That's a great way of putting it over it. Now, the first one I thought was okay. She makes a kind of funny face at the end that is over it. And it made me laugh. But then as the campaign goes on, the character she's playing is just so unlikable. And the character is Anna Kendrick, I think. Yeah, you know? she's supposed like, to be a version be? of her. Yeah. yeah. And so in this one, she is uh, talking to a woman. They're both sitting at the pool's edge in a beautiful looking resort and dipping their, their legs in the pool and just chit-chatting. The first voice you're going to hear is not Anna Kendrick. Why didn't you book your family vacation on a travel site? At Hilton.com, I get the price match guarantee, and I can choose from their 14 different hotel brands, so I get the right hotel for every member of my family. Like a double tree for my cousins, who love their warm chocolate chip cookies. A Homewood Suites for my uncle, who likes a long stay. A Hampton for my sister and her kids. It's a lot of syrup. And the Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills for me. But I thought your family vacation was in Miami. It is. I hear they're having a great time. Book at Hilton.com and get the Hilton price match guarantee. She is in vacation with her family. Yeah, she's too good for them. So is the implication here that obviously she's rich and famous and she stays at the Waldorf Astoria Mm -hmm. in Beverly Hills, but she's sending her family on this vacation, but at the cost of her not being there. But the price, like she'll pay for them to all be in their different hotels, but... Or, or is she just booking them? Is she just like their travel agent? Um, I guess the point is it's time for a family vacation, but she needs a vacation from her family. I mean, I didn't think about it past that. I thought it was. I thought the story was everybody wants in the Kendrick clan wants to mm. get together. Anna's like the you know she's oh. the money maker. She's the rich whomever rich sister. So she sends them all to their various hotels. Like, why all else in she the be same location? In the same location, because they're she's having like, a reunion. Of see us, suckers! Sort. I'm gonna be. I paid for you to all be there, balloon. but I will be in Beverly Hills. Huh. So who, it was unclear get, to me who was paying for everything. I think this commercial moves very quickly. I was going to say something to you that I, I'm throwing myself on my sword here because I think this is more of a reflection of me just being an old man. Um, but I feel a little bit listening to her talk to her friend here. They both have very similar voices, too, if you didn't notice that, because when you don't see the visuals um, and I feel like my dad, when he was driving around my teenage sister and her friends and he'd be like, what? What are you saying? What? Like she talks so quickly and pattery <laughs> in this that it, um, it it definitely makes me feel like old because I can't follow it. I oh, had to really? watch it so many times. She's yeah. just describing the other hotels. I know, but there's on a travel site at Hilton.com. I get the price match guarantee and I can choose from their 14 different hotel brands. So I get the right hotel for every member of my family, like a double tree for my cousins. Anyway, you already heard it once. But yeah, there's something about the, the quick patter of that that just makes me feel old. Yeah, you're old. And hard to follow. You're getting old man ear. Yeah, I got an old man ear. Also, I, you at home can see this, but I'm listening with one of those giant tin funnels <laughs> that I stick in my ear. Uh, let, this one is not, by the way, as bad. If somebody thinks like, oh, we're being way too hard on Anna, I could... I could maybe see that. Here's her. This is a much more annoying one, I think, but it's also harder to describe. In this one, she's in some sort of a clothing store. It actually even looks like it might be like a secondhand store. I don't think it's a clothing store. I think she's on set. It's like a clothing rack for costumes on set. Interesting. So she is definitely playing herself here. So she's talking to then like a colleague or somebody who works in wardrobe and she's talking about the benefits of, of using her Hilton app instead of, you know, like we just heard instead of 
using a third-party app. Um, but as she's talking here, she will jump back into the clothes, lion, witch, and wardrobe style, and then come out wearing a different... No? Well, that's not really how that wardrobe works, but... She, but, but she but disappears. She jumps in and disappears into the rack sure. of clothes. And then she comes out. And the first time she does this, she comes out dressed like a Hilton employee, blue shirt, somebody you might see behind the desk when you check in. And then when she imitates the competitor, she comes out in like a leather jacket, chewing gum, and she just doesn't care about anything. Let's see if this makes sense. Don't you get the best price booking at one of those travel sites? They tell you that, but when you book at Hilton.com, you get the price match guarantee. So if you find your room at a lower rate... There she goes. She's about to disappear into Narnia. Hilton is like... We're going to match that rate and give you an extra 25% off. What would travel sites do if you found a better price? Going back in. That's not my problem. It's your problem. Get out of here. Wow. Really felt that performance. It's just acting. I'm really good at it. Book at Hilton.com. See, she's it. playing an annoying character when she plays the, the other, you know, the competition. But then when she says, I'm really good at it. She kind of, to me, it works because I, mean, I think kind she's of kind funny. of charming. Yeah. I, you know, you didn't include the one that I think is the most annoying where oh. she like throws shade on the guy for using his laptop at the pool. Oh, I don't think I know it. Yeah, it's one of the newer ones. Um, it's the, I like, find it. She's walking around a Hilton, same, same conceit. She's talking to somebody and then, uh, you know, she sees a guy sitting at the edge or like sitting in standing in the pool doing like lap doing work uh-huh. on a laptop at the edge of the pool and she just like inserts herself into his business really i'm gonna look for that right now see if we can find this there is a bunch of these and um and they're all kind of following you can tell they're using bits and pieces from yeah, one I think shoot it's this so one, it's hard though. to find this one here this is called Picking stuff, and so again, she's walking alongside her friend here, explaining why um, why the app is better than a third party app. I used to book my hotel room on those travel sites, but there was always a catch. Like somehow you'd wind up getting less. But now I book at Hilton.com, and I get all these great perks. I got to select my room from the floor plan. Very nice. I know I'm good at picking stuff. Free Wi-Fi, laptop by the pool is a bold choice, and the price. Met- oh, I see. Yeah, there's just some guy like. Like you say, he's hanging out of the pool, yeah. uh, working on his laptop. Yeah, I guess she flips him a little bit. And she just there. flips him a little bit of attitude. Like, yeah. why don't you mind your business? You don't know his situation. Anyway, I don't. It doesn't make me hate. No, it doesn't make me hate her. But I, I it's think definitely an unli- a more a less likable character than she probably really is. If they keep doing these, they're going to have to keep upping the ante to yeah. make her make her more sassy. I think, and or at least that's the the pattern we often see with these kinds of ads. And I think it's just going to make her less and less likable. So, Anna, talk to your agent. Yeah, talk to Thomas Middleditch. Talk to Thomas Middleditch, and he'll be like, which beach house do you want to be Yeah, exactly. Be at? He'll pick you up in his helicopter. Yeah. Don't talk to Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> uh, okay, this guy. Actually, I think we saw this one on TV the other night, and this is what gave me the idea for the show, I want to say. Oh, yeah. You freaked out. I love, and I've seen this before, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Who I think he's great. And he's been doing Capital One commercials for a while now, both him and Jennifer Garner. Yeah. His are usually like he's, I always picture him like standing kind of on a stage or with a blank background kind of talking to us and of course he's got that very strong voice yes. so he's always kind of shouting that's his <laughs> charm right yeah, yeah but in this one some guy just some schlub again 
slightly chubby dad bod beard glasses yeah. former hipstery guy gets in the front seat of his own car and is surprised to find that Samuel L. Jackson is in the back seat right like a murderer <laughs> right and Samuel L. Jackson again I know he's just got a big voice but he's like yelling at him <laughs> and then at the end the guy finally feels good about himself and then Samuel L. Jackson leans in though he gets out of the car leans in the window and takes away any joy from this man let's take a listen Gary, 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 I am proud of you, my man. Making simple, smart cashback choices. With Quicksilver from Capital One, you're earning unlimited 1.5% cashback on every purchase everywhere. Gary is like, Gary's a guy who doesn't feel great about himself no. generally in life. He doesn't have glasses, by the way. I thought he did. But he's starting to like nod a little bit. He's starting hey. to be like, hey, maybe I am Maybe it's okay. Gary's day. <laughs> you know what? There's a famous actor in my backseat. I made the right call by using Capital One Quicksilver. Maybe it is Gary's day. We're earning unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. Like on that new laptop. Quicksilver keeps things simple, Gary. And smart. Like but I mean, at a certain point now, you're just like, okay, okay, stop yelling stop at me. Stop yelling. Please stop yelling yeah. at me. Like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I like that. I guess I am pretty smart. Don't let that go to your head, Gary. What's in your wallet? Now... Uh, he's standing outside the car, Samuel Jackson. He breaks the fourth wall and he's talking directly to us now. Mm -hmm. And what does this remind you of? What's in your wallet? That look he gives at the end? Well, I don't think this is the answer you're looking for, but it made me think of the guy who plays Chidi Anagonye on The Good Place. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, I think that he is giving the Jennifer Garner nod at the end of this. The what? Look, it's exactly like when she does her Capital One commercials. At the end, she's kind of got this somewhat knowing, but somewhat, I've used the word smug too much today. Are they trying to brand a, a look? I feel like he's is this, doing is this a the Jennifer Garner here. of Capital One? What's in your wallet? See the, the head nod? If you, The people who are listening to this, if you watch TV and this comes on, Rewind it. Be go back a few times on this and tell me. Yeah, does it feel by like all means, go back a few times. Does it feel like he's channeling Jennifer Garner in that two seconds right there? I mean, it's it, if so, it's. I mean, bravo for picking up on that subtlety. I'm not really seeing it. Okay, now that raises a question: Do we put Jennifer Garner on this list? Because well, I didn't originally. Do we like her? Because I don't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do think that she made her. I do feel like she's more unlikable in these commercials. Yeah. I never disliked her. I just never thought she was a great actress. She was in that uh, She got TV nominated show. for a Razzie this year. Really? Um, for some action movie she made called Peppermint. Really? Yeah. Not for like, these, though. No, that's the, you don't, they don't do ads for uh, Razzie's for commercials. But uh, yeah, she was in like, I, it was supposed to sort of be her big comeback in film, I think. Um, where she was like a sort of a atomic blonde kind of like kick-ass action hero, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, it must have come and gone in theaters like in a heartbeat because I never saw anything but like one one preview for it. Uh, and I just saw the Razzies were nominated today and uh, she was one of the best, worst actresses. You, I mean, she got really big in that show Alias. Yes. Is that right? And I never watched it. You had it on and I would sometimes be in the room and I remember I that's... watched it start to finish um, after it had run, but I, I always felt like I her acting it. was not good. She was, I, this is what it's I It's not a very do. good show. All she did was like scrunch up her, her brow a lot and look worried all the time and that meant she was being serious. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think she's found her level with these Capital One commercials. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like especially beneath her. Okay. Let me lay one more on you. I don't know how I feel about this one 
but I was asking around, asking friends if they have anybody like this. And our friend Hannah from the award-winning Spotless podcast, check it out wherever you get your <laughs> podcast, um, said, well, those Kristen Bell commercials for Enterprise Rent-A-Car, those don't make me like her more. Yeah. Um, here's one where, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. They definitely don't make me like her more, Kristen Bell, but I couldn't like her anymore. So almost any time she steps in front of a camera, she's only potentially losing my respect because she's already the epitome. I see. That's an interesting way to frame liking someone. Um, but she is a delight. These do not bother me, but I can understand how they wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. So this is an Enterprise commercial called If Only. Everybody knows Enterprise picks you up, but can they solve all my transportation needs? Spoiler alert, they can. You can buy from Enterprise Car Sales. Sold. Car sharing. That's alarmingly sensible. We even rent exotics. That's good, because sometimes mama wants to drive like a mother. Big trucks are kind of my jam. Uh-uh. Yeah. I kind of like the she really goes she in really for that goes one. for yeah. it I, I do like her in these um yeah but, but she's really you know going for a persona here like a turned up version of you know Kristen mm-hmm. Bell and if that's not your jam then I can understand why it wouldn't work for someone. I'd like to know uh, how other people feel. I know that there must be somebody else. And again, it's not just a commercial that you dislike or a commercial with somebody who like, eh. I wonder how Hannah felt about her. Because she was doing, um, I think it was uh, something that was like, it was like GE or something or somebody that made washing machines. Because I know she and Dax Shepard were doing like, yeah. Uh, they did a bunch of commercials. They did something for wa- for a washing machine. They were smart home commercials. Smart home was that it? Yeah, and then like yeah. So and then was it? It must have been connected to some mobile service. I think they were tied in with that. But anyway, those I thought were really appealing. the The worst thing about them was that you were just so jealous of these people's awesome life. Yeah, exactly. And they seem very loving towards each other in them. It kind of their relationship came through in the commercials. You feel like yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, if you guys uh, have any that you'd like to add, again, it's got to be somebody that you really liked or at least liked somewhat, and now the commercials are ruining it for you. Uh, send them our way. You know how to get at us. Commercials in the news. Speaking of irritating commercials, this is from uh, listener Tyler who sent this in from Jalopnik, the website. The headline is Chevrolet pulls most reliable ad. It's not their most reliable ad. It's their ad based, uh, based on a claim that their cars are the most reliable cars out there after being challenged by Toyota. This is in, or this was in heavy rotation up until recently. Uh, it's the usual thing. They're in a big warehouse somewhere. You have the annoying guy with the beard. What's his name again? Boyd Potch. Boyd Potch. How do I forget that? Uh, he's talking to you know real people, not actors, and he asks them, um, you know, what do you think is the most reliable car? And a bunch of people think it's going to be Toyota or um, Honda. Honda. And the, all the cars have like big drapes over them. Yeah. And the first drape says Honda. And then they pull that drape off. And then it's got Toyota underneath it. And they pull that drape off. And it's really a Chevy. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming today. We brought Ford, Honda, and Toyota owners together today to talk about reliability. Cool. cool. Who are the Ford owners? Me. Who's a Honda owner? And you guys have Toyotas. Yes. <laughs> Ford owners. Would you be surprised to hear that Ford is the most reliable car company? No, it doesn't surprise me. Basically, everyone in my family has a Ford. Very reliable. Well, actually, this is not- the long version. 
I've only seen like the 30 second top. Why did that woman run away like a spider bitter? Honda's not the most reliable. Really? I mean, I knew in my heart, Toyota is one of the best brands out there. So in the ones I swear in the cut down ones we have seen on TV, it's just Toyota and Honda. Yeah, this they don't show the Ford. Ford. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's related to this Because no one or would not. think it was Ford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, Tom McParland writing in Jalopnik. I'm going to read directly here. In a recent ad campaign, Chevy made the claim that his cars are, quote, more reliable than Honda, Toyota, and Ford. This is based on some very selective survey data that Chevy sponsored. Toyota has disputed Chevrolet's claim, and now the ad's been pulled from rotation. Uh, that came out in early January, it says, uh, in a, in one in a long line of cringe-inducing, quote, real people commercials. Only this time it was Chevy, quote, surprising people when it comes to reliability. Um, and then he says, last week I detailed how some of the variables in the study were not released, and therefore Chevrolet was able to make a technically correct claim about the reliability of their 2015 model year cars Jeez. using a narrow operational <laughs> definition and selective Chevy, data set. you are the worst. So the worst. But the thing is, the cars are so beautiful. <laughs> oh, uh, however, your average consumer may take issue with this definition of reliability. Uh, I was sent a tip from a salesperson at a Toyota nice. dealership who received a communication from Toyota corporate. So corporate sent a letter out to the dealers and dealerships. It seems that the real people at Toyota called Chevrolet out, and now the ad is being pulled from rotation. This is me uh, reading now directly from a screen cap of this email that apparently went out. Um, from Toyota. From Toyota. Corporate to the dealerships. Exactly. Perhaps by now you have seen Chevrolet's newest campaign. When it comes to reliability, Chevy's got big news. The commercials began in early January, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it says, these reliability claims are based on a single limited survey commissioned by Chevy itself. Further, the commercial ignores the results of thorough and independent consumer research conducted by reputable consumer groups over many years, such as consumer reports. Um, blah, blah, blah. Toyota con contacted Chevrolet to challenge the claim last week, and Chevrolet agreed to pull the ad from rotation beginning this last Monday. But Chevy is not copping to it either. This reporter and others have contacted Chevy and their company line. Oh, we were going to pull it anyway. Yes, because they say, well, as you know, and it's written in a very... Um, kind of condescending way you know as you know we have just released our new Silverado and mm -hmm. all of our energy is going into the new Silverado sure, it circled campaign. on my calendar it's new course. Silverado day but this reporter said yeah but how come when I went to your YouTube page the link is still there but it's been pulled like this has been pulled yeah but Chevy we can tell it. if an ad got pulled because the internet remembers everything unless you work pretty hard to take it away exactly so not only is it like a story about kind of their shitty claims, which I mean, yeah. I always assumed they were like, J.D. Power doesn't mean anything to no. me anyway. Like, I always assume that these I things I love are... that they're talking about a 2015 model yeah, and right. they're advertising for to buy new cars. Like, give me a break, Chevy. Give me a brar. Give me a brar. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the note, Tyler. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying we started something a while back um, that I've kind of uh, not been following up on. Um, we asked people to help us come up with a tagline for our show, like something that if we actually wanted to market, market. 
if we really wanted to market this show, <laughs> um, what would be a good tagline? For example, actually, why don't I plug Spotless again? What do we say uh, at the beginning of Spotless? Uh, cleanliness is next to podliness. Cleanliness is next to podliness. Which is a great it's tagline. It's a nice little tagline. We came up with it, and uh, I like that. But we don't have anything like that for after these messages. Because our um, message is too complex <laughs> exactly. and nuanced. And so we asked you all to call in with uh, some ideas for us. And um, we have a prize that we want to give away, right? It's this uh, yes. paperback copy it's of called Love Lo- Over Gold. Love Over Gold, which is the fiction, the novelization of the commercial <laughs> of the ride. No, uh, it's the novelization of the commercial series about um, the coffee brand, the instant coffee brand, from right. uh, which has gone under several names, but is, yes. uh, uh, I think, now Nescafe. Yes, I think so. But it's a full, real book. We will send it to you. It's Gold a, it's Blend a was the original. Yes. And it's to find out if these lovers have anything in common aside from their great taste in coffee. Spoiler alert, they do. <laughs> it's called Bonton Abbey. <laughs> it's not my joke. Um, all right. Um, uh, so I got to say, and you know, I'm just going to be really transparent here. If you are somebody who's called in recently and you haven't heard us mention it, it's probably because I didn't think it even came close to making the cut. And I okay. apologize. There were this some... Is, Andrew is speaking for himself. <laughs> there were some... I don't even think I played a couple for you because there were some that were sent in that were so laborious and there's just no way right. it's going to... So I, I would still encourage people, I'm not trying to shame or judge you, but I literally have to judge you. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, if uh, you have more ideas, send them in. But I do think that brevity is the soul of coming up with taglines. Yep. You nailed it. <laughs> brevity is the soul of coming up with catchphrases about tagline generation. Right. Can we all agree on I that? Like yeah. All right. Anyway, I got a couple of voicemails today revisiting this topic. One is from somebody named Nate in Tacoma. And the second one is from somebody named Nate in Tacoma who called back <laughs> <laughs> with more ideas. Hey, Genevieve and Andrew. This is listener Nate from Tacoma. I hope I'm not too late to throw my hat in the ring. I got a little behind listening during the holidays. So I'm catching up. But here's my attempt at a tagline. And kind of a little background here. Uh, I thought about this one because uh, my wife and I rarely watch television. But we listen to your podcast religiously. So almost always, the first time we've been exposed to any of these commercials is not through actually watching them, but through hearing your or Andrew's description of the commercial. Your or Andrew's. at At some point... He just started addressing this to you. <laughs> Which, believe it or not, uh, sometimes when we actually watch the commercial, it's a bit of a letdown because it's so fun uh, to hear, hear you guys describe them. So anyways, here's, here's my attempt at a tagline. <clears throat> After these messages, where talking commercials is more fun than watching them. All right. Thanks All right. a lot. I like Hope it. You guys enjoy it. I Bye. think that's definitely getting closer. Yeah. Definitely. Like it's it's brief, it's to the point. Yeah. And I mean it gets at something that we, you know, that I think is a big sort of uh barrier to entry for this show, which is that people do yeah. not like TV commercials. Yeah. Now Nate uh called back with another one. Hey Genevieve and Andrew, Nate from Tacoma again. I I'm sorry I hung up for my last voicemail. 
and realized there were two alternative uh, taglines that actually may have been better than the one the one I submitted. So I'm, apolo- I'm, I'm apologizing if it's illegal to throw uh, three of them out there. Uh, yes, we're going to send the tagline police uh, after you. I'll let Andrew swing the judge's hammer down on me if that is not okay. But here's the other ones I thought might be better. After these messages, we talk commercials so you don't have to watch them. Or, kind of a slight variation of my first one, after these messages, because talking commercials is more fun than watching them. All right. Thank you, guys. I actually think we're getting very close here. I like it, but my only concern is I don't like the verb talk in uh-huh. this way. It doesn't It doesn't seem like something that we use a lot, and it seems a little bit forced. But aside from that, right. uh, maybe even, I got to say, even though it's adding a word, talking about commercials maybe rests easier on my ears. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you we you know what's the the most accurate word would be describing commercial, but that's mm-hmm. a weird word to put in a tagline, yeah. and also makes it sound like we 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 just like dryly describe commercials, right, like we're yeah. like we're describing them for blind TV watchers. Mm-hmm. But there's something there. There's a seed of an yeah, idea there. I, like I feel it. like that's a front Nate, runner. Thank you. We're getting we're getting there. We're 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 just dialing in it. We're homing in on it. Yeah, it's homing in on it. I like that. I, I, we also got a couple of uh, jingles. We ask people to call us up at 607-444-5597 and sing us any uh, jingle that you want to share with us. Maybe something from your youth. Maybe something from your adulthood. But nothing from your tweens. <laughs> we won't accept any jingles that you remember from your tweens. Um, we got this one from Carolyn, who is bringing up the fact that last week no, on the jingle show... jingle time music? Oh, what happened? I don't know. At council, it's jingle time. I don't want to get into the jingles without That's the right. jingle jingle. Sorry, it felt weird. That's from Jeffrey Wilson, our chief jingle officer. Um, so Carolyn uh, brought up the fact that last week on the show we talked about Frito Bandito, mm-hmm. a racist little mascot from, I guess, the 60s for Fritos. Yep. I had no idea that this thing existed. You said he was very famous. And- yeah, it just was it's just one of those pieces of sort of cultural arcana that I was aware of. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously I was never alive when it was being aired, but it just, you know, in the same way that like the... Culligan man like mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly he was something to do with water that's a really good point what does the Culligan man do exactly I think he brings water he doesn't bring water I think it's a water system that you put in your house but what does it do to the water I don't know it turns but my it into point Kamado is- juice so they can get that, <laughs> you can get that third spigot in your sink. Um, well, anyway, uh, we played uh, Frito Bandito on the moon last week. Right. Um, and uh, it did not contain a jingle. But Carolyn said Frito Bandito did have a jingle. And since, we're, since we went there anyway, might as well. It's, don't you like history? Yeah. This is Carolyn from Minnesota. <clears throat> so if you're going to play the politically incorrect Frito Bandito commercial, we have to have a jingle time with the Frito Bandito song. I'm surprised that it wasn't in the commercial you played. So here we go. Hi, 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 hi. I am the Frito Bandito. I love Frito's corn chips. I love them, I do. I'll get Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. Hi, 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 hi. Oh, my God, I forgot the next verse. You got so, it. I am the Frito Bandito. 
Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito bandito you must not offend. There you go. Power out. Listen, I can't stand behind the Frito Bandito, but that's a good jingle. Yeah, and I enjoyed Carolyn's rendition. Yeah, I didn't even look up the original. I'm like, yeah, no, that's good. You're not yeah. going to improve upon that. that and I appreciate great. the fact that she didn't do it in a Mexican accent. But I know that if I find the original, it will probably be offensive. Yes. I like how the it, the uh, the ending line is that you must not offend the Bandito. Yeah. That's, that, that's I know. some irony. Yeah. You got to respect the Bandito. Um, all right. Uh, it's kind of a don't hate the player, hate the game situation. I was really trying to think of some way I could turn that into something involving chips or bandits. And I figured I'll just start saying words. Sure. And it'll come together by did the it, end. Did it? And all I said was the actual saying. Yeah. Very Slowly. Uh, all right. Uh, this is going off the rails. Uh, last one here. This uh, this came from somebody who didn't leave their name. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. Um, I am calling with my son here. He loves the jingle portion of your podcast, and he's been asking me to call in for weeks with um, a jingle from his favorite book entitled Henry and Ribsy. Um, so here he is. That rang a bell for me, and then you reminded me before the show. That's a Beverly Cleary book. It is, yeah. I, I, read, I read Henry and Ribsy, and it's, um, you know, for young readers, I think, mm-hmm. um, or for, to have a parent read to you. But it's, I, I think Henry was like a character who was sort of in the Ramona universe, mm-hmm. that he was like the age of her older sister, and he had a dog named Ribsy. Mm, yeah, I think I read that. I don't remember it, but I remember it sitting on our shelf. Okay, I'm interested loved... to see what this is that is a that is a commercial from a fictional book. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's hand it over here. So here he is. I, I want it in my sleeve. Well, she is dog food is the best. It is what we did not and here's the original version. Oh, we don't have to hear the original. I think that's totally clear. Why would we, that wasn't the original? Now I'm a little confused about this. Like you were, you were about to say, I think, like I don't know where this comes from because this is a book. Yeah, I mean, I, there must be in the story, or maybe they've made like a TV show or something uh, about it. You know, since I was a kid, I that's my reference point for for Henry Ribsy as a book. Oh, you're right. Maybe it's a cartoon. Maybe it's now. a cartoon now. But um, here. And here's the original version. Wolfie's dog food is the best. Contains more meat than all the rest. So buy your dog a can today and watch it chase his blues away. Wolf, 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 wolfies. Thanks, you guys. Great. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I would be interested to know. Uh, I love the fact that they left the original in the voicemail for us. Yes, though. that's always helpful. The Thank more you. work you do, the less we have to. <laughs> that was great. Uh, don't forget, if you want to send us your... You know what? I'm not going to give the voicemail number now. I will give it in a second. Make it wait for yeah, That's sale. right. Andrew, thank you for producing this when oh, I was sure. under the weather. Uh, how are you feeling now? Better or worse than when we I started? I took a DayQuil right before we started um, and an allergy pill, which I, probably is not great, but I'm flying high. Really? I should feel, we go? Should we start over? super great. Uh, no, I, I'm good. I'm feeling better. Hopefully right. I'll be good tomorrow. If you guys want to leave us a voicemail, sing us a jingle, ask us a question, anything, uh, 
607-444-5597 is the number to call. 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail, and you can always come to the Facebook group. Welcome to our new members. You know who you are. Uh, it's great to have you there. Uh, we are the After These Messages show group on G- on Facebook. Uh, and for now, I guess we'll leave it there. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. And I think we're getting very close to our special Oscar yes. show. A- the Oscars have been announced. So yeah. we'll be talking about the trailers for the uh, the best picture noms. And we have uh, some special guests who are going to join us for that uh, from a, an actual film podcast. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, stay tuned for that. We will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Oh, dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of man says from Pakistan. Karachi posse's out, he's poppy.